Hey there, and welcome to Surrounded by Witnesses. I'm your host, Marcy Hess. In each episode, it is my desire to make you aware of the witnesses all around us who are running their race with perseverance, eyes fixed on Jesus, and all the while pointing to the greatness of God and His redemptive power in their everyday lives. Do you have what it takes to run the race with endurance? Join us as we talk about how God gives us strength each day to endure and find hope in the everyday. Hey friends, I'm so excited you're here with me today. Thanks for joining me and I hope today you'll be blessed. Uh, today we're going to talk about impacting college students and the college age kids. And I've got a really special guest with me today, uh, my friend Noreen Lemon. And I think she is one of the, the best when it comes to college kids these days and what we can do and how we can be a part of that. So Noreen and I have been friends just about eight years. She moved to Utah um, to get ready to start uh, her college ministry at the college here nearby. And we became fast friends and have been ever since. And I love what they do. I, I value the ministry they bring to the college campuses here. And, and I'm just looking forward for you guys to hear from her. So just a couple quick things, and then I'll let her introduce herself. They, they've been a part of Chi Alpha, and Chi Alpha is the college ministry name. And uh, that's been about roughly 11 years. And before that, they worked as a pastors, associate pastors, youth pastors, things like that. So good, um, good, mature, ministry experience. So thanks for being here with me, Noreen. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. I love it. Yes. Well, and I always look forward to hanging out with you. So thank you. I do you. too. <laughs> I mean, not myself. You. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I would hang out with you if I was you. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's get into this because I'm, I'm really excited. Um, just tell us just a little bit about you first, yeah, your family, and uh, even throw in your homeschooling because that's another thing we have in common. So yeah, share with us. Yeah, so I've been married for 24 years, 25 this summer, which is a little crazy. And trust uh, me, she still looks like she's in her early 20s. Aw, uh, thanks. Marcy, Marcy does too. Uh, and so I have, uh, we have four kids uh, and we started out, you know, year, I don't know, 10 years or so of being youth pastors, uh, thought we would do that forever, became associate pastors, realized we're not, that wasn't our jam and, uh, and really then moved into college ministry and started Chi Alpha and in Utah. And so now we're on two different campuses. We're up at the University of Utah. We're at Utah Valley University. We'll be planting our third campus in the next couple of years. Uh, it's so been, exciting. it's been a blast and we love it here. Yeah. It's, I can remember when you guys first moved here and we spent that first year just prayer walking the campus. Yes. Yes. And that was uh -huh. really fun to be able to be a part of that with you guys. And just pray for that fun so vision crazy. to come. Yeah, yeah, here we are now. And you guys have student leaders and uh -huh. kids that are begging to be under your tutelage. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish. I know this year, this year we have eight full-time staff. Um, Amazing. And so, and, and that'll increase next year. We've got an internship program. So it's really come a long ways, um, more than I could have imagined. I'm excited. Yeah, it's, that's very cool. Well, I can't wait to hear more about that and, um, and, you know, see what that looks like and how you mm -hmm. help them hold that. Will you share with us the key verse for today? Just kind of what does Chi Alpha think of scripturally when they're getting ready to, to do their thing? Yeah. And so our verse, Chi Alpha stands for Christ ambassadors. It's from like 
the 60s when Chi Alpha first started. We're on over 300 plus campuses now, um, but right in the beginning, um, that was that's how the name came about, Christ Ambassadors. And it comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Uh, it says, we are therefore Christ Ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. Mm, that's so good. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Isn't it interesting when you pull out a verse that you're like, man, I, I usually read that with all the others and sometimes you miss yeah. how good that is. <laughs> I know. Me too. Me too. That's why the Bible's fresh. That's so true. Mm-hmm. So true. Well, that's great. I'm, I'm excited to hear how that unfolds. Okay. So you shared just a little bit about um, that you started as your associate pastor and realized you didn't want to do that. So then what would make you make this logical jump to college ministry? I, I wouldn't put those two together. <laughs> no, um, we realized uh, at that point that our deepest desire was to do intense discipleship with a younger generation. Uh, when we were youth pastors, we were a little bit different. We, we weren't into let's have a large group of people gathered together. Um, we really did really intense discipleship with our students. And so we kind of were already like Chi Alpha people without knowing it. <laughs> um, and so it really interesting thing. I, I had a friend uh, who happened to be the daughter of one of the national staff or Chi Alpha. And I had said, you know, we're looking to do something different. We just don't know what. And so she went to her dad and she said, dad, you have to email (laughs) Darren and Noreen Lemon. Um, They need to do Chi Alpha. And so her dad emails us and it was the funniest email because he said, "Um, I heard you're looking for something new. I've heard of these two youth pastor positions in Illinois and they, they were the worst positions. It was like, you didn't get paid and all this stuff. He's, and then at the end he said, but if you really want to change the world, you'll try Chi Alpha. Oh, and so, that was great, so great I know that. exactly. And so that happened. We had a really good friend that lived locally in the DC area. Uh, we went to hang out with him and he had started Chi Alpha years before at American university. And, and after these conversations, we just went, this is what we're supposed to be doing. It was just very clear. That's what we we're supposed to do with Chi Alpha. Oh, I love that. I love how it seemed seemingly, uh, my friend calls it serendipitous moments. Yeah. God uses where you just go, oh my goodness, I, I just didn't see it. And now it's no, so exactly. Exactly. Yes. Oh, I love and that. The detour. I think that the detour was critical of mm-hmm. going into associate pastors, really realizing that wasn't our jam. Mm-hmm. We needed that. Yeah. You know, oftentimes we don't think that the detour is the right path, but it was, it was not fun. It was painful. And yet it was the exact thing we needed to push us into what we were supposed to be doing. And so I, you can't, you can't not have the detour sometimes. Well, that's a blessing to be able to see that for sure and recognize that. Yes. Okay. So let's jump into the heart of uh, college students. Um, So tell me, what do you think, what's the one biggest misconception? And I think um, we were just kind of mentioning this before, but we'll preface it for those listening. When I'm saying college student, typically I'm talking about, you know, the the 18 to 25-ish. I know there are people that are outside those boundaries and things, but I think when we're all talking about college students, that's what I would normally say. So when you're Mm -hmm. saying, uh, what would you think the biggest misconception is about those students, those, you know, are, are 18 to 25 year old college students. I, you know, 
anybody could answer this differently. It just depends. But Mm -hmm. one of my thoughts is we often think the younger generation is shallow. Mm. And I don't believe they're shallow at all. I believe they're some of the deepest thinkers and the most committed people. They want to talk about deep things and they want to commit to really intense life-changing experiences. Um, And and they'll do as much as we give them credit for sometimes. Hmm. And so I don't think they're shallow thinkers. I think that they really want to believe in something and believe in it deeply. Yeah. Well, that's so interesting. I, I love that answer. I, I definitely would not have, not that I don't think they're thinkers at all. That's, mm-hmm. that's not what I'm implying. I just wouldn't think that would be something that would be so valuable to them. Mm-hmm. But I guess now that I'm thinking of my girls, that's something they value, but I guess I just mm-hmm. thought that was sort of isolated. So that's, that's exciting to hear. And when I needed mm-hmm. to change myself. Yes. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I was on another podcast that I did. Um, we were just talking about how when you, when you reach to a higher level, people will always come up and they'll be at that level. But if you shoot mm-hmm. to go low, then you either lose people or they just think you're uninterested. So really it is better to be at that higher level and say, Hey, I'd love to chat yeah. more here. And I'd love to, you know, put this mm-hmm. here and see what, where the bar is and, and what we should do with that. That's awesome. So good. So what, how can we help college kids? I, I, um, one of the other things I had said was, you know, we'll put these two questions together. We have this church, uh, that wants to have college kids and we see that they're sort of maybe not as interested. Mm -hmm. And I want to be a generation that changes the next generation to come. And so what do we do? How do we help with that? What, and maybe that's a bigger question than just one question, but Mm -hmm. You know, I had a conversation this weekend that really made me think about, about this, like, um, and I honestly think that we've got to start a little bit earlier than the college age. Uh, I don't think we're answering the tough questions in our churches. Mm -hmm. And so we are setting our college students up for failure. So uh, we're giving them the basic Bible stories, uh, giving them the Sunday school answers. We're not talking about the tough stuff. I just heard someone say uh, that someone was, uh, they were doing a children's ministries conference and, and the speaker talked about uh, slightly avoiding the old Testament. Mm. Uh, So that way, uh, which when you consider most Sunday school curriculum, we're not talking about the dark, deep answers of life. I would say Marcy, that you got to teach my kids and you were the exception to that. Like you, you guys did talk about the dark things, the the things that didn't make sense. Uh, and the problem is, I think then what we have is we have college students that never wrestled with that. And it's almost like it gets revealed to them when they're in college and then they go, is this the God I really want? Because they weren't given the right God from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would say that for during that era, but if we're going to fix what we've broken or what we haven't set them, set them up for as far as success, then I think we've got to have those deep conversations, um, with them now and and not skirt the subjects. But also one of the things that I think that college students are thinking when they see us is they see us as immovable objects who are, who always think we're right. And never consider that maybe something that we 
think is steeped in tradition and not Bible. Um, and I think if we can, if we can really approach them with, I need to learn from you, you need to learn from me. Um, let's really delve into the depth of this weird situation in the Bible and see where we come out on the other end. I think we're going to have much stronger, um, students. Boy, that's good. That's good. That really does convict me. I'm a, you know, you know me, I'm a first child. I'm a seven on the Enneagram. I've got all the right (laughs) answers. If you need anything, just call me. <laughs> just call me and let me tell you about how to like pour concrete and I know, I know, I know I'll figure it out. Yes. I'm the same way. I'm you're the same a, way. You're just affirming in my mind that God continually reminds me, just Mars, chill, slow, slow your roll, Mars. That's what God says to me. Slow your roll and just think for a second. Is there something to be gathered here? Is there something? Ooh, that's for me too. Cause I tend to go in with the right answer. Yes. But as I get older, I realize I've been wrong on a lot of things <laughs> and not, not wrong on like Jesus and yeah. God, but wrong. I would say I was wrong on Jesus and legalism, sure. um, but, but other things that I thought, oh, in order to be a Christian, yeah, gotta be this in order to be a Christian, you have to do this. And, and that's just not satisfying to think deep thinkers. Yeah. They don't want that. Well, so, so okay. So my, I can, I can hear the comments of others in my head saying, mm-hmm okay, so I'm supposed to go through these things that we didn't as a church, but what if I don't have the answers to that? How do we, yeah. you know, because they're, each generation seems to sort of focus on something, you know, and so then other things maybe just get left behind or we just don't focus as strongly as we did. And maybe we're unchurched and now we mm-hmm. are and we want to bridge that gap. So, you know, what do you say if you don't know, if you're not an apologist and you haven't mm-hmm. studied theology I really think you say, I don't know, (laughs) (laughs) because I think that we, sometimes we just always want to have the answer. And Marcy, I would say you and I are the same person with that. It's like, I'm, I can make something up real good right here. (laughs) That's going to sound theological. Um, But I think at the, really just saying, I really have to look into that or man, that's a tough one. That's a tough subject that I haven't, you know, I really haven't researched that one very much. I want to look into that and Mm. figure out why, you know, because I know the character of God. Yeah. So therefore I need to figure out how this fits the character of God. Um, I think that's what they need more than anything is like, they want to be on the same playing field with us that they're searching and we still are searching. Technically we don't have it all figured out and we'll, we learn new things. Mm -hmm. So I think I don't know is the best. The best answer. I love that. I yeah. Why don't we say that more often? <laughs> I'm gonna start practicing now. I don't. I uh, me too. <laughs> yeah. yes. Let's do it together. Let's get a pe- a jar with pennies yeah. and we'll put or I don't know dollar bills maybe. Every time we say I don't know, we put a dollar in. There you go. That's exactly. Well, I mean, tell me. Okay, so the issues that we have, you know, it's just trying to to bridge the gap of of generations that say I know and you don't know anything. You know, if we're mm-hmm. assuming they don't know stuff or they're not as smart as they are, but what what do we think? Like, what are the issues that these guys are facing? I think that's sometimes that's hard. As I I think this was just a few years ago, but when I try to relate, I suddenly realize I'm a little farther out than I thought I was. And I'm thinking, I'm not sure what they're even going through. You know, uh-huh. what, what are these issues they're facing? Uh-huh. So there's one, you know, I, I came from a Christian home and now it's different here at college, mm-hmm. but I mean, like, what else does that look like? Yeah, I think there's, I, you know, two main things came to mind. Uh, the first one would be uh, fragility. 
Mm. Um, which we can deal with in many different ways, but they've been taught tolerance and fragility for so long. You know, I must tolerate and I am a fragile person. I must make everybody safe and feel safe and be protected. Mm. Um, there's an element that's not healthy for mental health in all of that. Um, but it's what we're promoting, yeah. uh, in our education system, et cetera. We can all lean that way a little bit, right? We can all lean into, you know, I'm just not going to say this because if I say this, it might hurt someone's feelings, you know, or I'm not going to push because if I push when sometimes they just need to be pushed. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, that element that we've got to learn how to navigate well. Uh, and then number two, I think that, our young people are struggling with where to fit in the body of Christ. Mm. Um, to them, what they're seeing is that the body of Christ encompasses values that they do not encompass. They do not hold to um, that are peripheral. They're not biblical values. Sure. They're extra, right? Like mm -hmm. maybe it's just where you stand politically or maybe it's where you stand on a certain subject, a certain topic, what's going on in the world, a hot topic. And um, we tend to, as the church, put things hand in hand and go, well, if we're going to be the body of Christ, then everybody must believe this way. Mm -hmm. And our young people are coming out not believing that way on those subjects. And so they feel outside the church, yeah. not part of the church. Um, and I would say that sometimes they're right, yeah. but we're not always willing to be movable. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes they're wrong. Yes. <laughs> but again, we're not willing to be movable. We are only willing to steep ourselves in tradition sometimes and say, you know, there's just no way you can think that way without considering where they're really coming from. Yeah. They really have thought it through. Um, they really do think through their decisions and, where they land on things very deeply. And I would say our students in particular um, know why they believe what they believe. And it's deeply, deeply rooted inside of them. Mm. Uh, and so when they're faced with immovable Christians or the immovable church on subje subjects that shouldn't be immovable, yeah. uh, that's very hard for them. They yeah. feel like they don't belong and they're not wanted. Mm. That breaks my heart. That just feeling strongly about something communicates, I'm not interested in your people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or your thoughts on it. Yeah. 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 That's maybe it's our generation of how we, how we talk or how we do yeah. things that we don't consider. Oh, wait, the way you think about that is actually legitimately biblical. Yeah. Um, and the way I think about it is legitimately biblical. So there's two ways to think about this, yeah. but we don't want to go there. We want to say, this is the way, if you're going to believe in Jesus, you have to believe this way. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's going to create a rebellious generation. Yeah. If, if we don't do something about that, where we bring them alongside us and we let them believe certain ways on things that are not black and white in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and that's okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, and, and which of us 20 years ago believed at all that we believe today, right? I mean, mm -hmm. 20 years ago, I certainly didn't have near as much information, life experience, yeah. God confirming things in my own heart, you know, challenges that we've come up against. And I think to even extend grace and just say, gosh, they're just 
they're not kids, like in the sense of I'm, I'm demeaning them, but they're just kids. Just let them have experience. And, and I think a bigger thing too is I have to trust that God is big enough to, to help them come to the conclusions too. And, and trust that as we have these conversations, he is big enough to confirm in them. I don't have to beat it in their head. Mm-hmm. I can just continue to pray over them and, and just yes. bless them and have those conversations and just say, man, I just, I want to keep the conversation rolling. And that's, mm-hmm. that's challenging. I'm a, I mean, just like you, Noreen, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a chatter. I, my word quota is a hundred times the average person. <laughs> so, yeah. so I, I, Long before I run out of things to say, I should have stopped talking, you know, so. Me too. And I, I, I always come to the conversation with I'm right. Yeah. Right. Yes. And then after the conversation, oftentimes I figure out I'm wrong. Yeah. And then I have to come back to it because oftentimes I am wrong. And I think that's our problem is that we just have done this for so long. We think, you know, all this peripheral stuff is right. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. And so then when you, you hear what they're saying and then you come back to it, you go, gosh, I made that up. Like <laughs> I, I have just gone along with whatever everybody's thought for generations and I thought the same thing. Mm-hmm. And yet your point is super valid. Right. And um, so it, I even think you don't even have to come. You could be like us and come into the conversation all worked up and... <laughs> You know, and then afterwards realize how stupid you sounded and then say, you know, come back to it and say, I've got to apologize because after I really thought about what you said, yeah, it, you had really valid points in there and I need to be able to move on this. I need, I am not so old that I have everything figured out. Yeah. So anyways, I, I think that's what they want is they want every, they want to feel respected because mm. they really have thought deeply. They found the scripture. They've dug into scripture to figure out the truth on things. Um, I think they, they have a valid point at times. Yeah. Sometimes we have to obviously help them, but, yes. but yeah, we have to be willing to be wrong. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Well, and it's just all about empowering, empowering exactly. them to be able to think and, and true, true. And, you know, so it's, and it is hard because we want them to do it our way and they, it's going to yeah. take years to be in the same spot you are 20 years later. Mm-hmm. So, and then 20 years later, you still feel like, find out you were wrong on stuff. <laughs> I it's, know. You're never going to be, I'm never going to heaven. Heaven yes. is right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, and I, I, I mean, I just keep hearing you say the same thing over and over. It's just those conversations, just continuing conversations. I don't know what it is. The further I get away from some of those situations, the more I feel intimidated by them. You know, it's, it's like I can, I can reconcile uh, having conversations and I can answer those questions of, you know, moms who have young babies or whatever, but now further back than that, I'm struggling to remember. And so just being willing to sit down and have a conversation and, you know, know, like they would love to chat. They would love Mm -hmm. to hear, they would love to share their thoughts. And um, and just to reach out and do that rather than. And not have an agenda sometimes, mm. you know, starting the conversation with what's on your mind, mm. what's been bothering you lately, uh, those kinds of things and starting to discuss it that way, instead of having an agenda, I'm going to fix their problem of A, B, and C during this conversation. Um, I think then we'll garner trust so that when time comes, we can work on A, B, and C. Yeah. Um, but we've got, we've got to figure out what they're thinking, what they care about, and, and start listening. Yeah. 
That's I'm the so worst good. listener. So I'm, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> But I, yeah. I mean, hopefully we're yeah. we're talking to ourselves here, you and I. <laughs> it's so bad. I actually just heard this today. Work on, work on your listening. It's so again, just confirming. God is telling me, keep working on your listening. Keep. I know someone it. said you're a good listener. I said it hasn't been without work. <laughs> That's a miracle, honey. That's a miracle. The Lord has done. That's right. That's right. No, it's so true. Well, I, I mean, that is, that's a, a lot of really good stuff. And interestingly enough, again, I, I see my college age girls and I just think, well, the, I just deal with what they're thinking of, what they're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And, and then I don't really, I guess, think of the college age at large. And part of it is because I'm a little removed, you know, my daughter's at college, mm -hmm. but she's yes. you know, three states away. So her college friends mm -hmm. aren't hanging out at my house and I don't get to see them all the time. And so it's I'm, true. I'm still a little removed from that situation. And, and I just, I guess my heart breaks when I think of a group of uh, a generation that grows up and says, this generation isn't interested in us. And my heart breaks mm -hmm. thinking they don't, they don't have a place here, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that it isn't a big enough place for, to be able to think and to grow together. And, and that's just a sad thing to me. And, and I definitely mm -hmm. want to make a change. So that's a good challenge. It's a really mm -hmm. good challenge. Um, well, I was, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I do think that there is great hope uh, for this generation. Um, just some things that people do not realize, like um, in Chi Alpha with our students, uh, our, our group of students, so we're on 300 something campus, campuses, we are the largest mission sending mm. part of the Assemblies of God. Mm. Chi Alpha. Yeah. We have the largest portion of missionaries in the Middle East. Our students are giving more money, more time, more everything because yeah. they're buying in to who God is and who Jesus is, and they are planting churches. They are doing extreme discipleship, um, and so I'm always in awe of them. Yeah. They really are ready to jump into greatness. Uh, we just have to let them know they are great, yeah. and um, I'm just, I, I will say I don't know if you know this, but every major revival in the history of America has started on a college campus. No, I didn't so know that. If we think mm. for ourselves one minute that they are too shallow mm. or that they are not, they are the reason why revivals start. Every revival has started on a college campus. So they are the ones, if we want to change the world, we have to change the campus. We have to focus on it. We have to know they're worthy of our time and our effort yeah. and, um, and their minds, uh, we can't belittle them. And I feel yeah. like that's at, at every older generation has belittled the younger generation. That's what we've done forever. We just have to stop that. We have yeah. to know they are our heroes. They will be the ones that will take forth the gospel. I love that. Oh my gosh. That's such an amazing thought. Mm -hmm. Um, and you said something there and I just lost it, but that's, that encourages me to no end to just know, oh, it, no, it made me want to sign up for college so I could be part of what yes. you Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go to Chi Alpha. I know that's why, that's why we have all these volunteers that hang out forever, right? Yes. So Chi Alpha, I'm like, so we have six, seven volunteers and eight full-time staff because <laughs> like, nobody wants to leave, right? It's so true. It's so true. And let's be honest, there's a lot of life and a lot of fun. I don't it know is, how you guys yeah. still do all the late nights and, and all I, I can't. We're, we're, we've signed out of that. We've passed that on. 
really yeah. sometimes. Uh, yeah, I do early morning stuff now. They're like, what time do you want to meet? I'm like, 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, no. Yes, that's so true. Well, Noreen, I, I love this. I think it's a good challenge for me, and I definitely want to keep, uh, keep this stuff pondering in my head. And I just wanted to know, so what – um, what can we do to be praying for you, for, for mm -hmm. Chi Alpha, for your campuses specifically, or even Chi Alpha as a whole, like even the college students as, as the world, you know, the whole yeah. world of college students. What, how do we pray? Like, what can we do? Yeah. I think one of the biggest things you can pray for is that they, there will be a revival. We've been mm. praying for, in Chi Alpha InterVarsity Crew, Hand in hand, we've been praying for the greatest student awakening of all time, and we know it starts on the campus. Mm. So if we want a great student awakening, we're asking for revival for the nations. And so pray for that because that's yeah. where it will start. Um, and then secondly, we're all navigating COVID in a crazy way, right? Yeah. Like every campus pastor is trying to like, oh, make decisions and they're always wrong. Everybody's <laughs> is always wrong. It doesn't matter what decision you make. It's always wrong. Um, just being wise. And the third thing I was thinking about just for us, um, you know how you can get yourself in a bubble. All of us do it. Yeah. We get in our, an echo chamber and I don't want to be there. I want to be willing to listen to voices outside the chamber mm. so that I can push students in the right direction so that we can be pushing students in the right direction. We don't want to make it just, like I said, that safe, we're all fragile. Don't mm. want to do that. Um, want to be loving, want to be respectful, but also wanting to, to push them into greatness and, and make it uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not always comfortable. So I think those things would be um, prayers for us and prayers for just college students. Yeah. Well, on behalf of one who's had a gentle nudge from you <laughs> in the past of just knowing when you challenge my thought, when you're saying, Mars, you should think about that. Or maybe that's not really what you should say or how you should approach it. I, I respect that. And I think, uh, I think that's a great, uh, just a prayer request and just thinking of it. So I will definitely be praying about that, but for me too. Yes. Yes. Noreen, thank you. I, I have, this is delightful and I obviously love spending time with you. I so. love spending time with you. I could, <laughs> I wish, wish we had more hours. Yes, absolutely. You know. Absolutely. We kind well, of have jobs. I know. What's up with that? I don't know. I always say, I just feel like I don't have time to work. <laughs> I know. Me too. I'm yes. a fan of that. <laughs> <laughs> too bad it's required. Yes. Um, anyway, but I, I loved chatting with you and, and thinking of our college students and I, you know, I'll be praying for that and I know listeners will as well. And so thanks mm -hmm. for sharing your heart for them and your Thank passion. You. Yes. And I am delighted to have had you and I hope we can do it again sometime. If you like what you've heard today, please like and subscribe so you will know each time a new episode is released. Thanks for joining us.